You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Remnant. Pastor Todd Coconado here. So thankful that you've tuned in to this broadcast. And we're going to be talking about God's promises today. Why are they so important in this hour for you to know the promise of God for you? Are you a believer in Jesus Christ? Have you said yes to his will and his way for your life? Have you recently been discouraged? Have you been questioning God? Have you been doubting? Have you been walking a little bit of fear? Hey, listen, I'm not here to discourage you today or to come against you. I'm just being real. This is something that happens to every believer at some point. Or you start questioning God. God, are you hearing my prayers? Are you here, God? You know, some people say, you know, I, I just, I'm going to give God one more chance. And I think to myself, well, then what? Because that doesn't change anything about God. He's still on the throne. This is a fixed fight. Lucifer is a fallen archangel, and God is the creator of all things. So we really need to recalibrate and think about that. What do you mean one more chance for God? But that's because in our, in our finite hum- humanity, we, we get to a place where we get discouraged and we sometimes feel like God has forsaken us. Well, look, Jesus on the cross even said that. So you're in good company. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Even though, you know, people will say, well, can you explain that scripture? Yeah, but it's because he was fully God and fully man, but he was, he was in a fully man moment right there. And he was about to take on as the eternal sacrificial lamb for all, all time. Think about that. He took on every sin that's ever been committed and that would ever be committed at that moment on the cross. And so you can only imagine the weightiness of that. And so even the Christ child, even the God of heaven and earth who was on the cross of Calvary felt that anguish because sin is is bad. The wages of sin are death. You know, some people say, well, how are you gonna say that Jesus was God? Well, because he was. I mean, the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It's pretty clear, but there's a lot of people that argue that these days. Jesus isn't really God. Really? Well, then who is he? Some people try to say he was a prophet. Well, he said, well, who do you say I am? And they said, well, you're, you're, you know, you're the Christ. He says, I and the Father are one. I and the Father are one. So understand that, that Jesus Even though he was in the flesh, he was fully God and fully man. But he took on the weight of the world for us. And so that we don't have to do that. So I've been talking a lot about coming from a position of strength, a position of victory. What do I mean by that? Well, there's a lot of people that are operating in a position of victimhood, a victim mentality. God hasn't answered my prayers. And then you just start listing off a string of unfortunate events that have happened to you. And trust me, I get it. When we're in one of those seasons where we're in a valley experience instead of a mountaintop experience, in other words, it's a tough season, you, you often feel like that. Job felt like that, actually, but he didn't curse God. And so the thing is that God will often use our most discouraging seasons, our toughest trials, the things that hurt the most in life so that he can show his power in the redemption story. He, 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 he'll make you a comeback kid. <laughs> he'll make you a comeback kid. See, see the, the greatest thing is the comeback. You say, well, what do you know, Pastor Todd? 
you know, you have a ministry and you're a pastor. What do you know? Well, it wasn't always like this. And by the way, we still struggle. There's still times when the warfare is so intense and where I have to go to the Lord on my face and call out, cry out for mercy and for grace and for strength and for endurance because he says we need to finish well. We got to finish well. So it's not just about what we're doing right now, but we want to finish well. So it's creating good patterns, good habits as a Christian, not bad ones. In other words, when we're going through one of those bad seasons, tough seasons, look at it as an opportunity. Lord, I don't know why I'm going through this, but I know there's a lesson in it and I know there's a testimony. And something's going to come out of this. Something good is going to come out. You're going to use this for your glory. And start speaking those words of life because life and death are in the power of the tongue. Start speaking those words of life and watch what God does. I can't tell you how many times I get a letter from somebody and they say, I'm just about to give up. I'm at my wit's end. I'm at the, the end of the road. Don't give up. The only time when the devil actually wins in your situation is when you really do give up. You know, there's a scripture in Matthew 16, 18. It says this, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. What does that mean? It means don't touch the church. If the devil touches the church, you better believe there's gonna be repercussions. God said, listen, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against his church. Who's his church? You, me. If you're in Jesus Christ, if you've accepted him, as your Lord and Savior, if you haven't, we're going to give you an opportunity in a few minutes here. But if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you are part of the body, and the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, but you are part of the body of Christ. So where does the Holy Spirit indwell? In the body. That means in our body. If we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, what does he do? He stands at the door of our heart knocking, and all we have to do is what? Let him in. So he comes in. Where? Into our heart. He indwells in us. That means when we go somewhere, we carry the anointing, the unction, and the authority of the Holy Spirit of living God because he dwells in us. Now, in in John, he tells us, he says, look, you know, things are gonna happen to you. There's gonna, in this world, you're gonna have problems, but take heed, understand, I've overcome the world and I'm with you. He's with us even until the end of age. So all the bad news, all the things that are happening that are super discouraging, that, that want us to, you know, just give in and give up and surrender. That's what the devil wants because the whole battle is about your soul. Where are you going to spend eternity? That's the whole battle. So listen, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against you. I don't care what the situation is. You say, well, we just lost a loved one and we're really reeling right now, pastor. We're hurting. Listen, even the Bible says there's a time for mourning. It's okay for you to mourn. But understand that God is going to turn around even this situation and use it for his glory. What you need to do is press in deeper. Call upon his name. He's gonna save you. Call upon his name. Those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In this world, you will have troubles. He told us. This is a fallen world. It's a world full of sin because of the the original sin. I mean, the prince of the power of the air. Look at the evilness, the spirit of antichrist, all the demonic stuff that's happening. They're calling girls boys and boys girls, and you know everything is upside down and inside out. These are all the things that the Lord said they'd call good evil and evil good. And so here we are, and somebody wrote me the other day, and they said, well, now you're saying it's the end times. Well, yeah, it's been the end times for a long time, okay? 
But I'm not saying we're in the tribulation. I'm not saying we're in the tribulation. I don't think we're in the tribulation yet. I think it's the birth pangs. But I think the spirit of Antichrist is increasing. We're seeing a rise in that because there's a, you know more persecution. You notice that all of a sudden Christianity is like, you know, with the with the devil and the demonic forces are really. I mean, look at the media. They they now look at pastors and report on pastors. I don't remember this as a kid. I mean, they would sometimes say some things about maybe what Billy Graham said or this one or that one, but it was nothing compared. And I'm not saying that Billy Graham didn't go through a lot because I know he did, or Catherine Kuhlman or many people that you know of late. I mean, Amy Semple McPherson. They they definitely paid their price and and did a due diligence. I'm saying though, is even more now. It's like every day in the news is what pastors who are standing are saying or what they're doing or they're trying to ridicule, they're trying to persecute, they're trying to make fun of, mock, scoffer. That's one of the signs of the end times that they're going to mock and they're going to scoff at Christ, at the Bible. They're going to try to say the Bible is, I mean, there's literally this guy, Yovarno Harari, going out there saying the, that God is fake news, that Christ is fake news. No, you're fake news, Yovarno Harari. You're a false prophet. See, this stuff is demonic. People aren't calling it what it is. It's demonic. And the battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against strongholds and principalities. So we're going to operate from a position of strength and a position of victory. What did he say in, in Matthew 16, 18? I'm going to read it again. I, I built my church. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against her. Shall not. In Luke uh, 12, 32, it says, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 3, 9, it says, for we are laborers together with God. You are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How good is that to be, you know, basking in the promise and the presence of the Most High God over your life, over your situation, over your trial, over your test, and the good news is, is he's going to overcome your situation and you're going to see a great victory and there's going to be testimony. So what you need to do is just hold on, press ahead. Don't grow weary in doing good. Now's not the time to bail out. Now's not the time to go back into your vomit. It's your past. No, he's delivered you from those things. Why would we want to go back to that? Think of all he's done. He's taken you this far. He's not going to leave you now. He's not going to forget about you. He hasn't forgot about you. His promise remains the same for you. So be encouraged. All right, stick around. PastorTodd.org is the website, PastorTodd.org. I'm so thankful that you're tuned in today. We've got a lot more to discuss, a lot more to discuss. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Cognato Show, The Remnant. And we're so glad that you're tuned in, Real Talk Radio. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in and spending this time with us today. I believe you're going to get something out of this. We're talking about the promises of God. What are they? What are they for believers? What are they for, for all of us? What can we get out of what God said to us? Well, his promises never fail. You know, in Joshua 21, 45, it says, not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Well, that's that applies to us too. That God, if he said something, he's going to do it. He's not a man that he can lie. So if he's promised something over you and over your life, I mean, it's something that he actually said, not that somebody made up or that somebody said, but it really wasn't God. I'm talking about something that God has actually said 
about you, about your life, about your calling, about the ministry, something that's put in your heart that you know is from him, but it hasn't happened yet. Listen, God is not going to lie to you. If he said it, it's going to happen. There's a scripture in Romans 4.20, and it talks about Abraham, and, and he did not waver at the promises of God in unbelief, but instead was strengthened in his faith, knowing that what God promised, he was also able to do. And so there was an account for him in righteousness. Well, there's one for you too. There's an account in righteousness for you where God has a plan and a purpose and a calling, and it's a good calling. You say, well, Todd, the dollar's about to lose its value. What are we going to do? You know, where can I put my money? You know, everybody's panicking and running to and fro and all these different things that are happening. I'm not saying don't be a prepper. Look, I'm a prepper. I got some, you know, some food, some storable food. In fact, you can go to remnantfood.com. Uh, you know, and, and, and find storable food. I mean, we, we have it all set up. I got some gold and silver a little bit. I don't have a lot because I don't have a lot of money. But, you know, what I was able to afford, I got, you know, we try to pre- prepare, you know, plan. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, that's not what it's about. Like, I'm just going to be here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to serve the Lord until the end. Like, I've, I've decided this is, this is it. I'm sold out. It's not about like, you know, I don't need all these these earthly possessions. I don't need, you know, my name in lights or my name on some flyer or all these different things. What I want to do is I want to please the Lord. I want to be about his business. And I'm saying this because I know this is many of your hearts as well. And if it's not, seek the Lord and ask him, Lord, what do you want me to do with my life? Because a lot of people are sitting around, you know, just wasting time. Don't waste time. You know, they want us to be so distracted. They want us to be, you know, I mean, look, if you play video games, that's on you. I'm not attacking you. I've done a little video gaming here and there. I get it. But what I'm saying, though, honestly and truthfully, is if that's where you're being consumed and it's an idol in your life, it's literally something that the devil is using to keep you from doing what you're called to do. Maybe it's sports. Maybe it's, you know, something else that's become an obsession, working out. I don't know. All those things in moderation, that's fine. But when you get into the point where it's stopping you from doing what the Lord has called you to do, man, don't let that happen. I'm telling you, because that's where if you're depressed or if you're oppressed right now and the the devil's been attacking you with that spirit of depression, no oppression, you're sitting here on your couch all day watching just a bunch of nonsense on TV or playing video games all day or watching sports all day and you're not doing anything else. There's, I mean, how many people have been affected by your life. How many people, I mean, how many people are you, are you discipling right now? Because doesn't the Bible say go and make disciples? Now, look, look, I'm not here to attack you. I'm actually, I love you. And what I'm, what I'm talking about today is, is look, I, I need to take my own advice. We all do. But what does God want us to do? Well, he's got promises for us, but faith without works is dead. He wants us to be a people of action. He wants us to have fruit in our life so that when someone looks at us, and they see our life, they say, wow, God's using that brother. God's using that sister. That person is effective for the kingdom. You got warfare? Well, that's probably a good thing because that means you're over the target. If you don't have warfare, you got to kind of wonder, why don't I have warfare? Because maybe you're not doing anything. See, God wants his church to get up off the couch. God wants his church to get up off the sideline. This is a time to get in the game. But here's the good news about that. When you do that, when you show up, You want favor? You want blessing on your life? You want doors to open? You want to live an extraordinary life, even in this crazy time right now? I'll get back to the the economy. Some people are just so worried. Look, I've been talking about this for years. We report on it on remnant.news. 
there's going to be an eventual change in our in our monetary system. We already know it. They're making this digital currency. The Bible talks about the mark of the beast. Everything's being set. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year or next year or even five years from now, but it's being set up. The beast system is coming. And the Antichrist is eventually coming. And we're going to have to make a big decision then when that all happens, if we're still here, if we haven't been raptured out of here. If we've been raptured out of here, then great, right? But if we haven't, we're going to have to make a big decision. And that decision is going to be literally, are we willing to say, no matter what, I'm sticking for the, the Lord, I'm not taking the mark. We can't take the mark. And you say, well, that's crazy. You're talking some crazy talk now. No, I'm not. This is stuff that we need to be talking about in the church. How many people in the local seeker-friendly church that's all about just, you know, how many people they can get in there and say, you know, oh, we have 10,000 members. That's great if it's, if it's an on-fire, Holy Spirit-empowered church. But if it's a dead church, that's switched out the anointing with talent and a motivational message to make people feel good and tickle ears. And there's 10,000 people in there. Maybe there's a few real saints, but how many of those people are not set up for success when the time comes? So there's got to be an urgency. There's got to be something in our heart that says, hey, we, we, are, we are saints in a late hour. And God is, has obviously knows what he's doing in bringing us into the world at this time. How can we be about the business of the king? That gives us purpose. We need purpose. See, if we're listening to every podcaster and every person that's saying everything, and listen, they're, they're, a lot of them are reporting real stuff because the fake news media doesn't. So it's good. I'm, I'm not saying don't listen to those people. I know a lot of these people. They're friends of mine. But we got to be in the word. We got to be hearing from the Holy Spirit. We got to be empowered from the Lord. That's how we know we're in it, but we're not of it. And we're not walking around discouraged because our faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. How, how much are we working on our spiritual health? How much are we really doing the things that the Bible tells us to do? Because these promises are good and they apply to your life and your situation. In Joshua 1.9, God is always with me. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God is faithful. In Hebrews 10.23, it says, let us Hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. God is faithful in your situation. You've been praying for something? Pray without ceasing. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep speaking words of life. Life and death's in the power of the tongue. Lord, I'm going to see a breakthrough in this situation. This is about to happen. It's coming. When people ask you, instead of hanging your head low and talking about how defeated you are, stand up, look up, stand up and say that God of heaven and earth is on my side. He's going to get me through the situation. I'm about to see a breakthrough. Just wait. Something's about to happen. You know, when I was younger, somebody accused me of something. It was crazy. And I had to actually go to a court case. This was when I was really young, like in my teens. And I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. And there were some guys that did, you know, they beat up some guy. And I happened to be at this party. And because my car was there, they got my plate. And they thought I was the guy who beat up the guy. And so I had to literally go through like a trial over this. But you know what? I remember I was very young, but I had some faith at that time. And I looked at that lawyer and I said, I didn't do this, but here's the thing. My God is going to get me out of this. And you better believe he did. Completely exonerated. People came out and they told the truth about what happened. And, you know, I ended up getting off. Thank God. I wasn't, I mean, I was, didn't do it, but I was accused of it. And there will be many times in our life when we are accused of various things. And we need to hold fast to the truth and hold fast to the word of God and hold fast to our faith. And remember, he's the way maker. He is the potter, we're the clay. He is going before us. He makes a way when it seems like there is none. Amen? 
Listen, PastorTodd.org, PastorTodd.org. We're going to continue this conversation. What is the promise of God for you, for your life, for your situation? You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show. Pastor Todd here, pastortodd.org. So thankful that you're here. So thankful for Real Talk Radio. Make sure you support these people. You pray for them. Very, very important. They are always in a battle because they're standing for truth. And if you stand for truth in today's world, you're going to be in a battle. But hey, take heed. Understand, in this world, you will have trouble, but I have overcome the world. That's what God says. He's overcome the world. We don't need to fear. We don't need to doubt. We don't need to be afraid. You know, God is kind and compassionate. In Isaiah 54, 10, it says this, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills are removed, yet my unfailing love and kindness for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. In Ephesians 2.10, it says this, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do what? Good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. We got to remember that God loves us deeply, no matter what. In Romans 8.38-39, through 39, it says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. His promise is that he's with you. Now, the reality of our situation, the reality of the world, all these things, people say, well, do you know about this? Listen, if you go to remnant.news, you can see remnant.news. That's the URL. You can see every single day we post up articles, almost every single day about things that are going on. Do I know what's going on? Yeah. Do I keep a, a good, you know, my finger on the pulse and the news cycle and things like that? Yes. Well, they say, well, why aren't you, why aren't you upset about it? I do get upset. Yes, I do. I got an urgency in my heart. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm a patriot pastor. I love the country. We talk about the Constitution. We got the Religious Liberty Coalition. We're very busy. But people say, why do you get so much peace? Because I know we're in it, but we're not of it. And I've killed that approval of man syndrome, by the way. We've got to kill the approval of man. Now, am I, have I made it? Have, have I figured it all out? Absolutely not. In fact, somebody told me this once, and I always remember what they said. They said, the minute you think you got your walk figured out and you know, your ministry figured out, that's probably a very dangerous situation. You need to get on your face. So what do you mean? You know, it's because you never have it figured out. We're always dying to our flesh daily. There's always a new thing that God is ready to peel away, another layer. We got to be teachable. We got to be accountable. We definitely don't have it figured out. I see some of these people, they start getting a platform, start getting some followers, start getting some notoriety. All of a sudden, they put their head, their, their head blows up. They're walking around like they got it all figured out. You do not have it all figured out, buddy. That's a lie from the pit of hell. In fact, the Bible says pride comes before a fall. Better remain humble, better remain teachable. That's all of us. You know, some people don't get the platform or don't get the position or don't get more influence because the Lord knows that it, if they were to get just a little bit more, their head would get so big because they don't have a control. They don't have self-control. That's a fruit of the Spirit, self-control. No one really talks about that. In fact, now, nowadays, everybody's capitulating and caving. You got, you got Amy Grant the other day. I think she came out and 
she's going to be, I guess, participating or part of this, uh, you know, LGBTQ wedding. Well, wait a minute, Amy. Why? Why? I mean, I hope that's not the case, but that's the headline I'm reading. I mean, you know, we can't, we can't go, you know, we can't bend or compromise into, you know, oh, that's, that's love is showing my approval. You know, your stamp of approval says a lot because you're a leader in the Christian faith. And again, we love Amy. I mean, look, I was just praying for her in a recent accident. I can't believe that now this is the headline I'm reading out of that. I hope that's not true. But these are the types of things that I hear all the time. So do I have my finger on the pulse? Yes. Do I know what's going on in our world? Of course I do. In Ukraine, all these different things. Yes. But here's the thing. In this world, you will have troubles, but take heed. Be be at rest. Be at peace. Because I have overcome the world. You are in it, but you're not of it. You're a child of the Most High God. And his promises for you are good. But pastor, the economy is going to collapse. America's about to, you know, explode. I mean, who, you know, there's all these different things. People are saying all these different things. They give dates and prophetic words. And listen, I'm all about, you know, prophecy and things like that. But here's the thing. We got to hear from the Lord. It's got to confirm in our spirit. And we can't sit here and hang on the words of every single thing that this one or that one says, especially when they've got it wrong like 20 or 30 times and they have to do a recap to you to try to prove to you how many times they got it right. Well, what, what about the recap of all the ones you got wrong? I've said that before, and I'll say it again. And it's not just one person I'm talking about. There's a lot of people like this. Listen, having the office of a prophet, it's not an easy job, okay? But sometimes people speak out of the flesh. We've got to understand we're in it, but we're not of it. God said there's going to be problems. In fact, he says that in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, we've got to repent. We've got to turn from our wicked ways. Then he'll heal our land. We can't just expect to sit back and do nothing. And just hope and pray that everything's going to be okay. Everything is going to be okay. Because God has a promise over you. Don't touch the church. It's the body, the church. The church, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. If my people who are called by my name, he's talking about the church, the people of God. We're the ones he wants to get, he wants to get our attention. Judgment comes first to the house of the Lord. He gets our attention and we start recalibrating as a body and be that church without spot nor wrinkle, and be that church without compromise, and be ye holy, for I am holy, become a, a repentant people, and we understand the promise that God has given. We walk in those promises. We come from a position of victory and a position of strength, knowing who we are and who God is, but not having vain imaginations or un, unrealistic expectations of God. Or, or like, if you do this, I'll serve you, or if you do this, or you know, hanging on to some, somebody's words, and then if it doesn't happen, we're like in disarray. Why didn't this happen? I don't understand what happened. Well, did God even say that? No. Some person said it. It wasn't God. It wasn't thus say it the Lord just because they said it. What did God say? Well, his promises are right here in the word of God. He loves us deeply no matter what. He's designed me with a purpose. He's kind and compassionate. He's faithful. He's always with me. He's good, always. His promises never fail, never. God gives me power for life. In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, for the spirit of God gave us, spirit, the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us what? Power, love, and self-discipline. That's the spirit of the most high God. Hey, that self-discipline is important. People that are falling to pornography day after day, night after night, ask the Lord, why don't I have that discipline? I need it, God. Let me have this breakthrough in my life. If you're, if you're cheating on your spouse, if you're messing around, if you're doing something illegal, you're using drugs or alcohol, 
on a consistent basis and you keep falling and you're not understanding why you don't have breakthrough, that's pharmakia. He's given us self-discipline, love, and what power? The power comes from the Holy Spirit. That's the promise. See, when we're distracted or we're focused on all these other things in our society, then we're missing the mark. God wants us to be focused on what's pure, what's holy, what's righteous, his business. His business. We don't have to regurgitate the news. I'm not saying don't be informed. I, I often talk about the Issachar anointing, understanding and discerning the times. Watchmen on the wall. Be sober-minded. Yes, those are good things. But don't dwell in that place where we become so worried about everything and we're like, where's God? No, that's not what God's saying at all. He's saying, I'm right here. I never left. He's about to turn around what was meant for evil for his glory. There's going to be a great harvest of souls. God is going to give favor and blessing. I don't care what the economy is doing. If you're outside, you're in God's economy. You're tithing. You're, you're operating in the, in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You're, you're walking in holiness and purity and consecration. You're set apart. You're trusting in the Lord with all your heart, not leaning on your own understanding. It doesn't matter what the news said. They're the modern-day prophets of Baal anyways. They're fake. What is God saying? What is God's promise for you? He gives me power for my life, for the Spirit of God gave us, does not make us timid, but gives us power and love and self-discipline. Thank you, Jesus. God's promise brings joy. In Psalm 1611, it says this, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with what? Joy. In what? Your presence. With eternal pleasures at your right hand. In other words, God's presence brings joy. That's why we go into the glory. Go into the presence. You know, the new covenant, what did God do? He didn't come to abolish the law. He came to fulfill the law as the eternal sacrificial lamb. That we can enter into the Holy of Holies. Hallelujah. What is the Holy of Holies? I mean, think about the cherubim around the throne room. They just say, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, that's all they can say because he's so holy. I just talked about this on Sunday where it's wow. It's a wow. He's so wonderful. That's like a wow, wonderful counselor. So majestic, so holy, so powerful. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. His presence brings joy and peace and rest. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand. That is a blessing. God will fill me with overflowing hope. Overflowing hope. Romans 15, 13 says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You Are you overflowing with hope? I'm just going to be honest. Are you, over, are you overflowing with hope or are you not? Listen, again, there is therefore no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. I am not here to judge or condemn you. This, this broadcast today, this message is actually to encourage you, to strengthen you in your faith. I love you, but guess what? God loves you even more. So I, this is not to make you feel beat down. This is to encourage you. God will strengthen you and help you. God will give you the wisdom. God will fill you with overflowing hope. I want to see you walking in that overflowing hope. You don't need to report the news to me because I know the news and you know the news and it's not good. But guess what? There's news in Christ and that's all good. If you're in Christ, the favor of God's on you. The blessing of the Lord is on you. You're a citizen of heaven. Your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Guess what? There's good news. 
That's why the gospel is good news. Have you ever thought about this whole thing with the fake news? The fake news media. Why do they call them the fake news media? Well, because they report on prop- propaganda, lies, disinformation, misinformation, social conditioning, trying to plant things in your in your in your conscience, you know, in your in your zeit in the zeitgeist, like you know, pushing a narrative, all their upside down, inside out, wicked stuff of this hour. But have you ever thought of like the gospel is the good news? So like people say, was well, there any good news? Well, yeah. There's the gospel that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. That who should ever believe in him shall not perish, but have life everlasting. That's pretty darn good news to me. And all this, all these promises, we're going to get through all of them. God will strengthen you and help you. Isaiah 41.10, so do not fear, for I am with you, and do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, and I will help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I'm reading that one again because it's so darn good. God will give you wisdom. James 1.5, God will give you wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to who? To you. It'll be given to you. Hey, how about this one? God promises you an abundant life. Really? An abundant life, you say? Yes. It says this, uh, the thief comes to only steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Are you receiving these promises today? Put out your hand wherever you are right now. We got one more segment, but I just want to do this because I feel the spirit moving. Do you receive the promise of God over your life, who you are? It's good news. It's not bad news. It's good news, who you are. You are a child of the most high God. Put your head up. Look up. Know that God is with you right now. He hasn't left you. All right. I hope that you're getting something out of this. We've got to embrace and understand the promises of God over our life. It's going to be a game changer if we do this. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Are you receiving this? PastorTodd.org. PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back with the Todd Coconut Show. Stay tuned. Yes, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. Pastor Todd here. I hope you're getting something out of today's broadcast, like I said, because if you receive this, the promise of God over your life, it's going to be a game changer. You're going to see a victory because we stand from a position of victory. See, if you look at it like I'm the victim, this happened to me. I know it did. Listen, I trust me. It, one of these days I'm going to share some more of the things that have happened in my life because it's not just the stabbing. I've been through some stuff. I mean, I I got jumped many times over the years. I had an abusive father. You know, we all got these these stories, okay? And, and a lot of people don't know the full story, you know? And, and it's like, how could they? I mean, you know, how could you know my full story? How could I know your full story? But the thing is, like, I just keep thinking about the scripture that says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and by what the, the, the words of their testimony your testimony is huge. You know, what God's done in your life is big. And he's not done moving. He's not done moving. So then we go back to like the promises of God. Well, what did, what did he promise? You know, I mean, he promised an abundant life. We just talked about that. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But what did God say? I've come so that you may have life and life more abundantly. That's Jesus. God has a plan for your life. Jer- Jeremiah 29, 11, one of my favorite verses. In the, in the scripture, it says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, 
their plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and hope. That's why I talk about that all the time. By the way, God can be trusted. Hebrews 10, 23, it says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Ha, huh. he can be trusted. <laughs> Listen, some of us have to get over this thing because so many people have hurt us. So many people in your life may have let you down, maybe even pastors, maybe people that you trusted. You, 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 know, you, you put your hand out and you said, hey, I trust you. you. You wore your heart on your sleeve and you got burned. Listen, I've been burned. But what God said to me is, look, that's not me. I didn't do that. That was of the devil. That was meant to discourage you. That was meant to stop your, your call. That was meant to cause you to spiral out of control. But I gave you enough strength so that you could persevere. And you could see it for what it is. It's an assignment. It's an attack. But what do you say? You're going to have troubles, but fear not. I've, look, I've overcome the world. That, that's you. You're a position of strength. Victory. The promise on your life, the anointing. This is what we have to understand as believers. And again, I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching with you, okay? This is the Lord that he wrote in his word. We're just talking about the word. But what he said and what he wants us to understand as the hour gets later and things get more and more bizarre and we see the rise in this persecution, spirit of antichrist coming against the church. But hey, you better not touch the church. If you touch the church, you're going to get burned. If you, if you touch God's anointed, God's people, his church, the body, the ecclesia, the salt and the light, if you touch the body, you're going to get burned. It's not going to end well for you. All these people, I think of like Anthony Fauci. He better repent. You know some of these some of these people that have been just causing so many challenges and 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 all the all the evil stuff. It's so wicked. It's so evil, and we just think, why? How does God allow this? Well, guess what? They're all going to have to answer to what they did. Every single sin, every single thing. If they do not repent and turn from their wicked ways, if they do not accept Jesus Christ, they're going to literally spend their eternity they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth they'll be i mean their eternity in hell in in fire it will it's unrelenting the pain will continue think about the most pain you've ever felt in your life unrelenting it'll just continue and continue and continue and never ever go away imagine that that's what hell is we don't want to go there but god's given us some good news it's the gospel the good news beats the fake news. The good news trumps it. It's greater than. It is the reality that we live in. We come from a position of strength. We come from a position of victory. We come from a position of confidence in Jesus Christ. We're not, we're not needing to take a public opinion poll about every single thing we do. We don't, we're not looking for the approval of every, every single thing that we do. We need everybody to approve. It's not going to happen. Everybody doesn't have to be our friend. Everybody doesn't have to like us. Somebody freaks out on you, they manifest. Think about that whack-a-mole game. That's what we walk through as a Christian. It's like life is like a whack-a-mole game. One thing pops up, you boom, you hit it over the head with the authority and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Boom, another one pops up. It's going to be like that until Christ returns or until we die. It's not going to stop. But what happens is we mature in Christ. We understand things more. And we, and we start to be more thick-skinned and spiritually astute and realize, okay, I'm not going to freak out every time something happens. 
This is when I go to the war room. Instead, we start to, okay, I'm going to go to the war room now. I'm going to start praying and interceding and breaking the assignment hell over my family, over my finances, over my marriage, over my mind, over my job, whatever the situation may be. Start breaking it, breaking it, breaking it, breaking the assignment in Jesus' name. And watch what God is going to do for you. Watch what he's going to do. Because he goes before you and he's outside of time. And he's already worked the whole thing out. Your story is being written, yes, but guess what? It's good. He's the author and the finisher of your story. He is taking you from glory to glory. You may be in a mountaintop experience right now where things are great. Praise God for this season. Praise God. You know what? Things are great. Hallelujah. I give you glory, Lord. You may be in a valley, valley experience right now. Things are so tough, Pastor Todd. I've never seen it this tough. I'm not making fun of you. I've been there. I may even be there right now. But guess what? I've learned to depend on Jesus. I, I got some homework for you. Go on to YouTube or wherever you listen to music, but I, I know you're going to be able to go on YouTube and get this. Put in Andre Crouch. I've learned to depend on Jesus. Oh, it's a good song. We'll, we'll, we'll leave the show with that today. I've learned to trust in Jesus. Pastor Andre used to be only a few miles from our church in Chatsworth, California, and his sister, and uh, he, had a, he had a powerful ministry. But you know what? God anointed him to play music, and there was an anointing on the songs, and uh, that, that particular song, I've learned to trust in Jesus through it all, through it all. I'm telling you, that's the, that's the, the place that we've got to understand, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I've learned to depend on him. Through it all. That, that, you're not going to be blowing to the right or to the left like a little twig in the, in the, in the wind. No, you're going to be that tree that's planted by the water. You shall not be moved. When the storms of life come, you're going to get up out the boat and you're going to walk on the water with Jesus and you're not going to look down because you've got the creator of all heaven and earth right by your side, holding your hand. That's the God that we serve. Is, is your situation too big for him? No. Is your challenge too big for him? No, it's not. Has he forsaken you? No. Has he forgotten you? No. Has he heard your prayers? Yes. Is he moving on your behalf? Yes. Are your prayers important? Yes. He says the faithful, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Oh yeah, those prayers are important. Keep praying. Keep believing. Keep trusting. Look up. Every day when we get up, I don't care how tough it is. Listen, my brother had croup and pneumonia, and he had to have a tracheotomy. He was, he was on his deathbed. He's now special needs. He had oxygen deprivation to the brain. My mom had to walk through that. I had to walk through it. He's still special needs today, but he's a light to so many people. Oh, yeah, we all have stories. I've shared just a little bit of my testimony with you today. You know, one of these days I'll get into being a child that was thrown across the room when my dad would come home with, in fits of anger and rage. How do you bury that, Todd? How do you get over that? Because you know what? I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to depend on him. Have I figured it all out? No, but one thing I can tell you I know for a fact is that God is God. I remember hearing this when I was younger. Somebody said, either he's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. Either he's Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. I said, what does that mean? Well, because he's got to be Lord of every area of your life. Otherwise, you got compromised. You're double-minded. We've got to, the whole thing is the foundation, the solid rock. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is the sinking sand. Why do we think that things are going to work out? Everything's going to be perfect. Did the word of God say that? No. 
Yeah, there may be like three, three and a half years of peace or something, but you know what? No, he didn't say, oh, everything's just going to be great and grand. If somebody's telling you that, they're lying to you. What he did say is, hey, I've overcome the world. I'm in you. Greater am I that's in you than he that's in the world. And you've overcome it. I've overcome it. My, my, my blood, that's the good news. And your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life if you've received Jesus Christ and you're going to rule and reign. That's the good news. Are you going to have victories here on this earth? Absolutely. Are there things that happen at the ministry where we rejoice? Things that happen in our personal life that my wife and I rejoice about? Sure. And are there challenging things that happen? Yes. But through it all, I've learned to depend on Jesus. Through it all, I understand it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit of living God that's going to get me through. And you're going to be okay. God is going to get you through. And I just pray that you receive this word today. God's promises for you. We love you. We bless you. Guy Penrod singing Andre Crouch's song, Through It All. Hope this blesses you. We'll be back next week, PastorTodd.org. Thank God for the mountain. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I really, really appreciate you and uh, many, many amazing things on the horizon for 2023. Stay focused, stay in the spirit, and know that God is with you. We love you so much. Hey, if you want to support this broadcast, we certainly could use your help. Please go to pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org. Remember, we are fully listener supported. And we greatly appreciate your tithes, your offerings, and your heart to help us in the mission that we're doing. It's all about souls and the kingdom. We love you and we bless you in Jesus' name.